Hi, this is Michael Jackson. This is Vincent Price. Michael Jackson is... The Thriller. <laughs> Do we both say it? Say it together. I say inviting you to. All right. Hi, this is Michael Jackson. And this is Vincent Price inviting you to... The Thriller. Darkness falls across the land. <laughs> the midnight hour is close at hand. I feel like that first part Creatures crawl in search of blood. Oh, gets better. To terrorize y'all's neighborhood. And whosoever shall be found... Without the soul for getting down, must stand and face the hounds of hell and rot inside a corpse's shell. The demons squeal in sheer delight. It's you they spy, so plump, so right. For though the groove is hard to beat, Yet still you stand with frozen feet. You try to run, you try to scream. But no more sun you'll ever see. For evil reaches from the crypt to crush you in its icy grip. The foulest stench is in the air. The funk of 40,000 years and grisly ghouls from every tomb are closing in to seal your doom. And though you fight to stay alive, your body starts to shiver, for no mere mortal can resist the evil of the thriller. Can you dig it? <laughs> Amazing if Michael Jackson narrated that entire thing. Oh my god, could you imagine? The thunk of 40,000 years. <laughs> His very effeminate voice. Oh, we're back. Part two. That was part one. Now we're in part two. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Part of a Halloween episode ish. <laughs> Halloween ish episode. Yeah. I'm Rob. I'm Jeff. I'm Allison. How you guys doing? I feel Good. like I haven't seen you in forever. I know. Episode 71. 71? You haven't what? seen us since 70. Yep. It's been a long time. Long, long time. So we're still doing this Halloween talk, huh? Apparently we had a lot to talk about. Well, I think we got a little sidetracked with the zombie discussion from the, from the previous episode. Because some people just couldn't let it go that they could actually happen and be real. Are we back on that again? Cause... The science of zombies. That's going to be an episode. Okay. No. Yes. I like it. Okay. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Brains. It'll be fun. Yep. We'll have a brain cake. We'll make a brain cake and we'll eat it while we talk about zombies. Right? Oh, Rob. Yes. 
What? He's not using batteries on the recorders anymore. I haven't been. No. He's oh, been, he's been where I don't know. I was. I had that the old. That was like studio. old school. That was like back in episode yeah. like forty-two. I know. <laughs> no, it was probably like episode fifty something. So are you guys like super excited about Halloween? You got all your candy ready for the trick or treaters? No candy. Oh no. If I had candy, it wouldn't last by Halloween. That's a long time from now. We don't get people down our street. I I wonder if I'm gonna get people. Oh yeah. Trick this or place treat? looks like a yeah. Have my feet. Feeling. There's a lot of older people around here, though, so... I don't they all hand kids. out candy and razor blades. I mean, candy and money. Did your parents ever check your candy yes. to make sure there was no razor blades Every and time. in it? Me too. We still do it, or did it, when the kids went trick-or-treating as of a couple of years ago. But didn't we do an episode on Halloween a couple of years ago, and we found out that was, like, all a fallacy? Right. Well, ish. 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 That was, I think it was part of our Urban Legends episode, where it was kind of fallacy, but there was an actual kid who died... From eating a piece of candy that was tainted with cyanide. Yep. But it turns out that it was not... Wasn't it like a, a member of his family? It was mm-hmm. his dad. Who did, yeah. yeah. did it for the insurance yeah. money. Yep. Oh, yeah, that's right. And he tried to do it to, I think, his sibling as well. His sister, I think it was. Well, it's so messed yeah. up. Yep. Um, there was two stories, because I, I went on these like little tangents of like things that have happened on Halloween. Mm-hmm. The actual date and what... If there was any significance, like you said, um, there's a boy who overdosed on heroin. Um, come to find out that the story, you know, as, it, as the cops looked into it, it was the uncle's stash. So they didn't want to get caught. So what they did was they sprinkled the heroin on the boy's um, chocolate as a cover-up for the boy's overdose. So basically, yeah, he died. And obviously the boy with the cyanide, the, the dad or whatever, wanted it for insurance purposes. But, uh, let's see. What do we want to talk about? Mm-hmm. We got cradle snatchers, accidental hangings, I mean, rise yeah, of fascism. There's a whole lot of stories about like people just randomly dying in places around Halloween and being mistaken for Halloween decorations. Uh, yeah, I got some of that <laughs> there too. Where uh, the one guy, the, the kid drug his um, decapitated mother out of the apartment building on Halloween and that everyone thought it was a joke. What? Yeah, he was. He had some mental issues, so what he did was he chopped her head off, drug the body out, and as he's dragging the body, he was kicking the head of, you know, like, ahead of oh him. Oh, my God. And then he booted it across the street, and then they left the body there until somebody had to come by, and then they realized that it wasn't a, it wasn't a joke, it wasn't a prank, it wasn't a fake corpse, it was the mom. He had, Chopped her head off, and he was a little deranged. Hey, so, Lizzie Bordender. He, wow, yeah. Mm-hmm. You like how I just used that as a verb now? Walked it right in there. Yeah, that's pretty ridiculous. A little bit. Yeah. Just a little. You're kicking a head across the street. <laughs> it's your a mother. little weekend at Bernie, if you ask me. Which is a great movie. <laughs> <laughs> not, not to get off topic. <laughs> So that's a pretty common occurrence. Um, yeah. Bodies being laid out. Yeah. As Halloween props. Yeah, it's kind of boring, actually. Not that I'm actually looking at it. There's a man died on his front porch after working a late night shift. Um, just the day after Halloween, a mailman made <laughs> deliveries uh, on his 
house the next morning and he just ignored the body, thinking it was part of the resident's Halloween display. Walked around it, right? Yeah. And, uh, He's like, wow, that's a really good prop. Here's your mail. Once the Postal Service found out what had happened, they released a statement saying, We do know the carrier delivered mail to the house that day, and he remembered seeing something he thought was related to Halloween. When the carrier learned that that was not the case, he was shocked and extremely upset. Well, yeah, because he was like, I just touched a dead man. Yeah, he's coming up the stairs. A guy had a heart attack or whatever. Just laid out there. And he said, but the whole porch was, from what I read, too, was all decorated up. So he said he thought that yeah, it was a really cool mm-hmm. cool setup. And then there's his body. And it's actually the guy that had a heart attack the night before. That's fucking groovy. I've already seen some pretty cool houses decked out for Halloween. I have to, so there is this one that I just want to tell you about because I thought it was really clever. Mm -hmm. It wasn't like the typical stuff that you always see. Somebody had taken two skeletons and the skeleton of a dog and they hung a tree, like a tree swing from their front tree. So it's just like two pieces of Mm -hmm. rope and like a flat little piece of wood. So one skeleton is sitting on it. The other one is behind it, pulling it. And then the dog is right in front of them, like looking up at them. Nice. And I thought that was like the funnest thing. Where was I? I was going into a store the other day and um, I looked in the car as I was walking by. And I'm like, what the? Someone had a um, skeleton, a full skeleton strapped in in their front seat, <laughs> riding shotgun. I thought that was pretty cool. Well, these Halloween props have become like big business. Oh, yeah, it's just up there at it's Christmas, too. super expensive is, stuff. I read that it is the second most profitable holiday. And if it was any longer, it could compete with Christmas. It's trying to, because every year Halloween stuff's out in September. Well, that's yeah. because Christmas stuff is out earlier and earlier. Yeah. If you go to the stores now, Christmas stuff is mostly... Yeah, you got the devil trying to bitch slap Jesus on his birthday. <laughs> what the hell? Okay. What do you guys think about haunted houses? What do we think about them? Yeah. We've been through lots of them. Well, not like real haunted houses. I mean, like oh, the ones. fake ones. Yeah. Uh, like, have you guys heard about that haunted experience that that guy does? That is like you have to sign a waiver first. And, like, I no just one read that last night. I've seen it on a couple of different things now. That there's like a waiting list. What is this? It's like a year long waiting list. This guy has a real haunted house. Well, he, yeah, it's his house, and he changes it into like a haunted house for like a, a month or two months, like every year. And it's so psychologically damaging to go through it that most everyone doesn't make it. Hmm. And you have to, like, sign this waiver that you're not going to hold them responsible for any, like, post-traumatic stress or anything <laughs> like that. You have to have proof of insurance. You have to have a uh, driver's license because you have to be over 21. And there's people who come out of there and the guy said, you're going to come out. You're going to be battered up. You're going to be bruised. You're going to get knocked around. So be prepared for, like, a true horror house where you have to f- pretty much fend for yourself when you get in there. So, like, he actually physically attacks Oh, yeah, he, you pretty much give him the right to to throw you around, do whatever he has to do. McCam- without McCammy short- Manor? What is it? McCammy Manor? Yeah. Other than physically you know, coming up short, killing you. Yeah, you have to have a you have to sign a waiver and have a safe word before entering. Oh, that's right. You got to know the safe word, and the safe word can't be. There's something about the safe word too. You have well, obviously you he has to know that safe word before you get anywhere near that mess. Yeah, it's crazy. They um, oh, you know where I saw it. Now that I'm thinking about it, I watched this show on Netflix called Dark Tourist, and he okay. actually tries to go through it 
as like one of the episodes that he does. And he oh, makes, really? He only makes it like I think maybe twenty or thirty minutes to the experience. What could you do other than say you go into a normal haunted house uh, uh, attraction? Hmm. Kids get scared. Adults get scared. They can't touch you. So what? What more could someone do that's that twisted? Oh, they do. Like, he waterboards people. What? Oh, yeah. Like, all kinds of crazy, crazy stuff. And he records it. Sure, this guy's just not getting off. So you have, to be, you have to be 21. People have asked him that. You have to be 21 and over, or you have to be 18 to 20 with parental permission. Doctor letter stating that you're physically and mentally cleared to oh, participate. Oh, that's one of them, yeah. A background check. Yep. You have to be screened via Skype with Russ, who's the, the guy that does it all. Proof of medical insurance. Sign a detailed 40-page waiver. You must pass a portable drug test prior to the show that will be administered on site. Only two people can go in at a time, and it can last anywhere from four to eight hours. Oh, my God. The theme constantly changes, so each tour is different for every person. According to Russ, there are different locations which have been streamlined for hardcore fans determined to make it through. I consider the people who take part in these haunts as my friends because I research and spend time with them before they go on the haunt. Not only is it the scariest haunted house, but it's also one of the most disturbing. You're agreeing to force feeding, ice water dunking, head shaving, gagging, and bondage to list a few. The haunted house is free, with the only cost for admission is either four cans of dog food or a bag of dog food for McCramey's Greyhound Rescue Organization. Oh, well, that's nice. That's just a typical Friday night. He does it for the doggies. I mean, if you see the pictures and like the yeah, some of the video right from it, I mean, it's it's crazy. Like, I don't know what it is about people that they want to be scared so bad. I mean, I think real life is freaking scary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the whole the whole the, the being scared. I mean, that's like a thrill seek. Yeah, but what I'm still like, what does this guy have that? You know that he can't do anything to the point of, you know, death. So how bad can he scare you? I mean, what 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 have you seen in there? Are you seeing, like, you know, real actors in there? I mean, I see, just looking at little snapshots of videos here, he's got, like, a tarantula on someone's face. He's got a snake up and close on somebody here. Well, I think he does all this uh, research with them and asks them all these questions and finds out, like, what their biggest fears are and then creates say, the haunted around what they tell them. Well, that's yeah. some shit you take right out of a movie, then. Oh, yeah. Like, if, you know, you tell me you have a fear of drowning, he's, like, sticking you in a dunk tank and dunking you under over and over and over and over again. Come back to the pool. You know, like, it's not that... Because it's the psychological piece that probably scares the crap out of people. It's not even that it looks that scary. Right. It's just that psychologically... Once you break the mind going down. going through it, yeah, you can't tell anymore yeah. what's real and what's not. That's funny. My daughter went to one of those fright things um, last week, and she actually made it through all the different houses. And she knows she has a hard time with it, but she wanted to go with her friends, so they went, and she got through all five. She goes, I don't understand it. You know, I ducked on the floor. I was crying and screaming. I go, you know, it's a whole setup. You get there. The lobby is set up to scare you. Mm -hmm. The music's pumping. I mean, there's things that it's a mental breakdown. It's not so much that you, you know that they're human. You know that they're not going to hurt you, but yet you put your mind in the right setting or the wrong setting. You can you can really just abuse somebody with you know some simple techniques. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean waterboarding. Let's face it, that's pretty simple, right? Well, I can tell you the scariest, 
I mean, I have some memories as like being a little kid going through haunted houses and being scared crapless. But the one that I did like in my, you know, adult years was super scary. And the scariest thing they did was you went into like one room. It was pitch black. You couldn't see anything. And they moved the walls in. Oh. So they must have been, you know, they probably just picked them up and moved them. But mm-hmm. you're in this area that starts out pretty big with, you know, 10 other people. And then all of a sudden all the walls start to move in. And they don't do it fast. I mean, it kind of comes in so that people start realizing what's happening. Mm-hmm. And before you know it, like, it's super tight and you can't move. And you're trying to, like, figure out how to get the hell out of there. And that was probably the scariest thing. So were you claustrophobic? I was claustrophobic before that. But you know what I'm saying? It's like, it costs no money to do that. You just get a dark place, make four pieces of plywood. Yeah. <laughs> and so, <laughs> have somebody with a handle on the other side of each wall and just this. move them in, and it scared the crap out of everybody that was in there. Uh, well, yeah, haunted houses are just. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm just looking at this McCammy Manor thing. I'm just like, why would anybody want to do this? Because he says, the guy says right here, it's like, I tell people they'll get cuts and bruises. It's aggressive. <laughs> Yeah. Because there's some knuckleheads out there that think they can do it. And they want to be scared, one. Well, being scared is one thing, but this is, like, real. Well, He's really okay. hurting them. So, Joe Blow goes into the haunted attraction place. He's like, this isn't this isn't doing nothing. You know, people do that all the time. It's like, yo, scare me. I know you can't touch me. But you know what? Go to the next level. You know, you, you think you're a tough guy and we can't get you to break down. There you go. You need this, 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 and this, and get in here. Well, and it starts off that you're, I don't know if it starts off every single time the same way, but the couple of times I've seen it, he has you like in this park going through this 40 page waiver and you're talking about all this stuff. And then all of a sudden like a van pulls up and they put a bag over your head and they put, you know, earmuffs on. So you can't see, you can't hear. They throw you in the back of the van. Your senses are gone. Yep. And then before you know it, it's like they, you know, take you and they bring you to the house and they, like, walk you into the first thing. And the first thing you see is, like, you're already there. So you're already, like, super worked up because... There's the psychological breakdown. Who knows how long the drive is, you know? Like, what's happening? Yeah, you can't figure it out. That's like some Silence of the lamb shit. Mm Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, you got to give the guy... He's a master at what he does because he literally scares the bejeebus out of people to the point where they sue him because they're, like, so traumatized afterwards. That's great. I think that's great. But you do have to wonder, like, what drives somebody to keep wanting to do that to people? Because I think if, you know... You were really crushing somebody to the but point where they were so Four cans of food. You know, I got to take to the dog. <laughs> Doing it for the greyhounds. Doing it for the greyhounds, Clark. <laughs> I feel like there's a better way to get food for the greyhounds. But... Probably. You're probably right about that. I don't know. I'm more like, why would you agree to do this? Not so much him being... Uh, people want to be challenged. Yeah. I don't know. People are stupid. <laughs> It's you like know, think just, about think about you being a 20, 23, 24 year old, whatever, cocky young guy, young man that can't be scared, and you know, there's no sense of anything, and they want to go into this. But then there are thrill seekers who are like so bored with all the attractions around Halloween that they're like, you know what? I want the next challenge. This guy says he can give me a challenge. I want in on it. I mean, I guess so, but. It's just crazy. The manor gives patrons unwanted haircuts, 
drenches them in fake blood, submerges them in water, forces them to eat and drink unknown substances, has them bound and gagged, or engaged in other forms of emotional or psychological torture. And obviously he's looked up every T of the law here. Oh, yeah. Well, he's got a 40-page waiver. Probably <laughs> covers, like, every single thing you could probably, you know. Yeah, because the last thing you need to happen is something go wrong and you're getting sued. I was like, no, it's right here on page uh, 32. <laughs> so the house operates year-round and there's a waiting list of over 24,000 people. People want to be scared. People love it. I don't know. This is the Wikipedia page and it says, as of November... 2014, a woman named Sarah P. held the record time at the manor, enduring six hours. Enduring. Uh, I don't like that phrasing. <clears throat> yeah, what happened to her? That's what I want to know. <laughs> I bet you they can't talk about it in the waiver. Because then people will be like, oh, and then he'll have to change his designs or whatever he does in there. But then again, like you said, they sitting down talking to these people, they might put together what their fears are, almost like a fantasy island. You know, what people, do you want out of this? People pay four cans of dog food to be kidnapped, bound, masked, slapped, stomped on, held underwater for over an eight, for an eight, up to an eight-hour tour. Or he's, just, <laughs> or he's just proving how dumb society is and how much they, you know, are willing to go through for, like, that. Yeah. It's so nuts. Not, not me. I just don't get it. Like, I just don't get the extremeness of it. I didn't. I didn't really get like normal haunted houses. So this is. <laughs> well, I mean that's you know very stereotypical it. Halloween. Yeah. It's yeah, like scary. It. It's you just know, not my thing. You walk through the lab and the doctors in there like cutting up bodies and lunges at you and everybody ah. Chases mm-hmm. you down the hall. Yeah. I don't like any of that kind of stuff. I don't, don't like, like to that? be scared. I'm not a fan of it. Did you go to old Fort Niagara when they did the? Haunted walk or the tours. Mm-hmm. And you went on the one floor, the the medical um, floor, where they're all laying on the floor like they're being operated on or they're dying or whatever. Oh no no, we never did that. Like I've been there and actually investigated that place. Oh no, this is this was definitely a reenactment Mm-mm. of what it looked like. And it was, you know what? Out of the whole thing that I went through, that was the coolest part. Seeing all everybody laying on the ground and they're working on them, and some of them had white sheets on mm-hmm. and doctors. And I thought that was like the badass part of the whole thing. Not the war, not what happened, but I walked on the one floor where the mash unit was, and everyone was all like makeup and diced up. I'm like, this is badass. <laughs> but that's, you know. It's like, don't you think that's just the thing about it, though? Like, commercialism just ruins it. Yeah. This was absolutely. like a fun holiday where, you know, you dressed up as Yoda. And ran around and got some candy and got shot at what people had to like take it to this level where now they need to be kidnapped and tortured for eight hours. Yeah. That doesn't work on any level. <laughs> no, that that totally that yeah. But there are extreme people out there and that's what they want. They wanna be they wanna be spooked out of their mind. Well how many people okay. How many people when you um talk about going on ghost hunts and stuff? Oh I'd love to have ghosts come home. I wanna be scared. No, you know you no, you don't, asshole. So, <laughs> I think people say that, but if they really, if something really did happen, they'd be the first ones to run screaming out of the place. Right, because you don't That's know what, what you you're talking see. about. Yep. Yeah. It's always like the ones that are like big, bad, and not scared that end up being the most scared. Right. Right. I ain't afraid of no ghosts. You ever been scared on a ghost hunt? You ever been like freaked out? Um. I'm gonna. 
as Jeff and Rob ponder this question. Yeah. Think back to the numerous investigations you've been on. I'm going to say no, but what I am going to say is there's a certain, when a place is haunted and really kicking out there, I'm going to say that it's the excitement or the, the, the blood rushing through you that kind of gives you that, ooh, you know, your hair stands up. It's not so much being like, yeah, if I see a ghost walk by, I see a ghost walk by. That would be different because I'd probably end up shitting my pants anyway be like, what the hell just happened? But the thrill and the excitement that comes with it would probably be my idea of being scared, you know, because I know something's happening. I know this place is active and I'm, I'm amped up. Yeah, I agree. That's, that's what I felt before, too. It's very rare even to have that. But Right, but there are times. Think, yeah, I don't think I would say scared ever. No. I think I've been more freaked out after the fact sometimes. Like, going back through and listening to, like, EVPs. And, like, you hear something that you're not expecting. And you remember, like, mm-hmm. when that was caught. And you didn't hear it at the time. But now knowing right. that that's what was taking right. place. Like, that always freaks me out. Yeah, that could, that, could, that can spook. I, well, and that's a reality right there. Like, there was a, um, there was a time that we were investigating at a, a library in Buffalo. And we were running an EVP session. And there was an EVP that came across that no one heard at the time. But then after the fact, and we went through and listened to it. Mm -hmm. And I don't even remember exactly what it was, but it was at the Porter Library. So the one where it was like, what are you doing here? You have no business in being here. You have no business in being here. So when you hear that, knowing that you were at that location, like asking random questions, like thinking everything's fine. And then you go back and listen to it and you hear that. You're like, holy crap. Yeah, I believe it said my name before before it, it said that too. Those are like the things that scare yeah. me. I don't think I've ever really been like scared, scared on an investigation. No, I think again you got to really clear your psyche out too because you can go into these locations that are known for activity, and you go in there, you might amp yourself up, but if you go in there as a paranormal investigator. You kind of have to level your brain out a little bit and say, okay, I know everything that could possibly happen. I know how this works. Go from there. Yeah, you might be excited because you're at that place because you've never been there or, you know, you've heard the, the crazy stories and you want something to happen. I think most ghost hunters want something to happen. Yeah. You know? But, you know, tie that back into Halloween, you, it's, you know, beggar's night, you know, the eve of Halloween. You kind of amp up yourself. You want some scary stuff to happen, I think, in a sense. Well, I mean, I think it's like the thrill of it, you know? It's definitely it's, the thrill. There's something, you know, pretty cool about being in a place with all the lights out and, like, looking for mm-hmm. something to happen. But I'm telling you, like, when you catch those EVPs and, you know, you you go home thinking it's been a relatively quiet night and nothing major's happened, mm-hmm. and then you're listening back and there's a voice that says, like, help, they put me in here. You know, crazy crap like that. You're just like, oh, man. I mean, there was one night in, in Rolling Hills that we did the the, the haunted um, tours. And we had actors in there and stuff. But there was one night out of those seven nights that we did it, or eight nights, that was completely different than any other night. And I saw so many things happening with my bare eyes. Just no audio no cameras going and groups of people coming through you you did the tour and you told the story of what was here what was here what was here 
and I would walk through just to make sure everything's going okay and there's a lot of fog and smoke but there were so many things that were amped up that were real that I know was real you know they might not have caught it because they're scared they're doing their own thing yeah but being in places and do you ever feel different on Halloween like on Halloween night it always feels special doesn't it sometimes it's like feels, it always feels like yeah. different like there's it's like this is the day yeah yeah I wonder if everybody feels like that or it's just just us weirdos <laughs> you know I watch all the movies and read the stories and come up to that day and it's like oh it's the night before Halloween and then it's Halloween and the kids go trick-or-treating or whatever and it's like oh my god they're watching this and doing that and yeah Halloween Halloween's a, I think a pretty cool time I just I like the darkness to it I like you know the different stories that come out of it you know and like you said Halloween's been around since what the medieval times oh, way before, before that before even oh really mm-hmm. um what do I have a year here 43 AD no even before then so it's been around a long time ago wow well it was a sacred tradition that gets lost because people need to make it something else and then parts of it stick around and you know it evolves and becomes what it is merged with other things I mean I just hope that people don't lose you know like the, the magic of it and the specialness of it because I feel like you know nowadays everything's so overhyped and and you can see anything you want. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's the beauty of the internet. You can find anything you want. You can do anything you want. There are new ways to recreate being scared with technology mm-hmm. that you can get away with so much stuff. You know, look at, you know, like you said, at the studio here at the Chupacabra, you got a camera on it at all times. Yes. <laughs> well, it's a Chupacabra, so. They're quick. They're quick. You just want to keep an eye on them because you never know. So, so uh, when's our next full moon for Halloween? Um, it actually should be pretty close to that. You're very correct. 2020 is the next time we will have a full moon on Halloween. They are very rare. Uh, the most recent one was 2001, and before that was 1995. Is that a blood moon? Uh, I don't know if it was a blood moon. So what are we doing? Um, celebrating? Trying to summon the spirits? 2020... That should be around our 100th episode. Yeah. (laughs) Rob's laughing because he thinks it's going to take us 10 years to get there. No, we're back on the right track. Yes. Yes. We're not going to disappear again. Everyone's gone through their life life events for a while. Why? What holds these groups in doing seances and special things on Halloween? What's the tie-in? Money. (laughs) <laughs> commercialism for me it was I didn't say it for once <laughs> right he beat you to it I mean what about that what's what's so significant because people have such a um, unique look at Halloween that it's supposed to be dark with ghosts goblins spirits that yeah. we're going to summon up the dead on that day I think it's just a different take that people have say some people go to haunted houses some people Go in that direction. True. I mean, I think it comes down to it, too, is that the, the hype is always there. You know? Yeah. It's like... Again, it goes back to the... Oh, the veil is thinning and everything happens when, mm-hmm. you know, the black cat crosses the path and the bats are seen. 
and there's a witch flying on a broomstick on Halloween. Sam's scared now. Are you? You shouldn't be. No. I just think... I just think it's a dark holiday. People like to think of it as dark, other than, you know, little kids. It's like, ooh, trick or treat, candy, put on a costume. I mean, Miley Cyrus this year. Um, <laughs> oh, that's too scary. You're going to come right? in like a wrecking ball? I'm going to come in like a wrecking ball. <laughs> but. <laughs> that would be a good couple's costume. Oh, yeah. A wall and a, a, rec- a wrecking ball. Somebody could be the ball. Right. And then, sh- and then somebody could be Miley Cyrus. And just carry them around like a piggyback all night. Yeah, I just think there's there's so many dark, dark things. I mean, Robin, Robin, his new wife's Halloween costumes. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Rob's already out of that one. <laughs> you associate the darkness, so people, again, like but we why said... Why is the darkness bad? That's what I don't understand. Because it's the fear. You don't know what's in it. It's just like when you drive down a, a road with fog. You turn your high beams on, oh, and the, fog's, the fog is coming at you so quick. Uh, to me, it's almost like I'm waiting for something to jump out or you hit something because you zombie. can't see. I call it zombie weather. Zombie weather, the fog. Mm-hmm. So to me, that's kind of like that whole thrill where it's like, okay, this is cool, this is cool, this is cool. Oh my God, I'm going to put my normal lights on, I'm going to brights because it comes at you so fast. So the unknown, you know, people might be totally into it hardcore with Halloween of the unknown but then there might be the the tomfooleries of it all like oh Halloween eh, oh, you know what happened at my house that night eh, this happened uh, and once it's over it's over yeah and but, then everyone just goes back to normal the next day like nothing happened right. sort of again like the purge yeah <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if that's like you know part of what the whole idea of that was the purge yeah sort of like that night it's like mischief night. It's like a really extreme version of that. <laughs> like everyone just goes crazy for a night, and then the next morning, like the sun comes up, and it's like nothing happened. The look in the stick. You'll have no memory. Hoping. <laughs> no, I've grown to really like Halloween. I just think it's really interesting, like all the different stuff about it, and. Um, I came across, like, there's, like, a lot of different names for it, but I came across one that, like, beat them all out that I think I'm going to start referring to it as, which I'm not really, because for me it's kind of a different holiday. But um, have you guys ever heard of it referred to as Nutcracker Night? (laughs) Interesting. (laughs) Halloween. Yep. Night. Yep. So in parts of England and parts of Scotland, um, it's called Nutcracker Night. Because they used to use nuts as a way to tell the future. Okay. So that's where it comes from, but I thought it was pretty funny. Like, what are you doing tonight? I'm celebrating Nutcracker. That's weird. I'm (laughs) using the nuts to look into the future. That just takes away from the whole... Oh, there's all kinds of things that you can do to tell the future on Halloween night. You can? Yeah. Like? You can throw your shoes throw your shoes and someone throws them back at you? No, it's you can throw your shoes so that you can find out who you're going to who you're going to marry. So the Irish have a simple method of divination known as throwing the shoe. You never heard of this before? No. You're going to try it. Well, you guys don't need to try it, but if you have any single friends, um, a person wishing to know their future removes one of their shoes on Halloween night and tosses it over the roof of his house. If the shoe lands pointing away from the house, it's a sign that the wearer will soon be traveling in that direction. 
If the shoe lands pointing towards the house, no travel is forecast within the coming year. Good fortune is indicated if the shoe lands with the sole down. However, if it lands with the sole up, this is said to be a sign of impending misfortune or even death. Kind of like uh, putting your shoes on a table? No. (laughs) The divination practice of throwing the shoe is mentioned in the court records of a 17th century witchcraft trial held in the Orkney Islands of northeast Scotland. Peter Holland's wife came to be said Helen, that Peter being sick had asked her whether or not her husband would live or die. Um, Helen commanded, something like told Helen, commanded her to take the shoe off his left foot and cast it over the house and said if the mouth fell with it up, he would live, and if not, he would die. So this was like a pretty common thing, I guess. Houses had to be small, right? Yeah. Yes. You have to have like Tom Brady arm. Another Halloween divination involving footwear calls for a girl to remove both of her shoes upon retiring to bed on Halloween night and place them at right angles to one another to form the letter T. Then there's a little incantation that has to be repeated. The apparition of the girl's future husband is then supposed to appear by her bedside or come into view if she looks over her right shoulder. Oftentimes, he will show himself to her in a dream. If no apparition appears, that indicates she will not marry before the next Halloween. So if you are married, do you like just throw your shoes at your spouse? <laughs> is that the shortcut? Yeah, um, that goes all this. <laughs> it's so messed up. Like she throws her shoes, she turns to the right. There's a mirror there. She sees like her uncle. Uh, <laughs> right. I took a bad turn. <laughs> I took a bad turn. Yeah, but the they use apples. I mean, um, like the way that the apple. Um, like, after you cut it, the way that it looks can mm-hmm. mean different things. Uh, people use nuts. There's a lot of different um, spells that are done, like, that people used to do rituals that involved apples. Bobbing for apples is one of those. That's, like, the watered-down modern-day version of that. Jeff is crushing nuts right now, as you can hear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. To discover if your romantic partner's love for you is true... Take an apple seed and name it after him or her. And Johnny the, apple seed. At the midnight hour of Halloween, cast it into a fire. If the apple seed pops, emits a noise, that's an indication of true love. But if the flames consume the seed without so much as the slightest crackle, the person named does not possess a true love for you. Just saying. Why are we talking about love and stuff on Halloween? Well, we're talking about divination. And most of the time when people are doing stuff like that, it's because they want to know things like that. No, true. Love, luck, you know. Get one of those magic eight balls where you turn it and say, will I fall in love tomorrow? And then it pops up through the blue ink. Outlook not so good. Outlook sucks balls. (laughs) Ask again later. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) That's my favorite one. That's a cop out. It is such a cop out. No, I don't want to tell. Later. I don't want to tell this guy. <laughs> I was like, "Well, I'll ask it right now, then again." Well, I just think that people were like very superstitious. You know, everything meant something. Well, you know, yeah. Back in the day, we were <clears throat> we were just talking. And it's not too far off topic, but um, there was another guy that I work with. I work with a, a left-handed guy. I'm um, being left-handed, obviously, and this other guy came up today and he started writing in this book. He was writing off some numbers and stuff and he was left-handed I said oh another lefty welcome to the club so we started talking about some of the things growing up because he's around my age growing up that you know left-handed people are goofy and all this different things and 
I was we talked about this before I think on the show they used to tie your left hand down force you to be right handed force you to be right handed so you know so I want you guys to play a little drinking game with me okay okay I don't have so this is for oh you're out should well, we wait for you to get another one I'm not gonna have a, I can't go get another one in the middle of the episode I think you could yeah I mean I could do this little talk about how you're, how this is gonna work and then I think you should do it okay let's see if they'll come in so this has to do with the nutcracker night Okay. So, if you're listening at home and you want to play along, every time you hear the word nut, you need to take a drink. (laughs) In the British Isles, nuts have played a major role in Halloween divination of the 31st of October and how it came to be known as Nutcracker Night. Symbolizing life and fertility, nuts were, and still are, used in many parts of England, Scotland, and Ireland to predict a young man or young woman's love life. One popular method known in Ireland as to burn their nits calls for two nuts to be named after a man and a woman who are in love with each other and then be placed side by side on a hearth. A happy marriage within a year is indicated for the couple if both nuts burn quickly and quietly to ashes together. However, if one of the nuts crackles, springs apart, or jumps into the flame, are you drunk yet? It indicates that the lover with whom the nuts represents will be untrue. But if both nuts crackle springs apart or jumps into the flames, it means that quarrels will ensue, causing the lovers to go their separate ways. If a girl has two sweethearts and desires to learn which one would be more faithful, all she will need to do is to write her name on the initial nut. <laughs> oh my god. She's got to write her name on his nut? Her That's first so sweetheart's what? name or initials upon his second nut. <laughs> and her... <laughs> And her other sweetheart's names are initials upon a third nut. All three nuts should be, three placed, what? Should be placed upon the hearth and their behavior closely observed. Yeah, watch those nuts. Oh my god. <laughs> the more faithful lover will be indicated by whichever nut burned more steadily with hers. Another version of the Halloween nut divination calls for nuts, particularly hazelnuts, <laughs> to be named for each person present and then cast in a fire to roast. Whichever nut jumped first indicated that the person whose name was upon it was the first to leave the home. Nuts that popped out of the grate often indicated travel in the near future. Nuts that burned quietly indicated an even and uneventful life. Sometimes a secret wish would be made prior to a nut being cast in the fire. If it burned up quickly, this meant that the wish would come true. But if it took the nut a long time to burn, or if it did not catch a flame... This meant the person would not get their wish. Would not get their wish. <laughs> would not. Would not. 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 Yep. So, in closing, a Welsh method of nut divination is as follows. Nut Place a nut divination. on the hearth at midnight at Halloween. If it blazes brightly, this is a sure sign of prosperity within the coming year. Or it just means that your nut was super dry. <laughs> <laughs> But if it should smolder or pop, mm-hmm. expect to receive misfortune in the very near future. I expect it to hurt. Don't soak your. So the moral of the story is: don't suck your. Don't soak your nuts before oh you put them in the fire. This is a drinking game. And you're welcome. I don't think I had enough beer in the Parababble fridge to. So the point of this story is. It's totally nuts. Totally nuts. <laughs> This always happens at the second episode, you mm-hmm. know. That. We get Starts a, getting goofy. We get a little nutty. <laughs> we get a little nutty. Can you drink? 
Can you drink that without spilling it? I don't know. I'm going to try, but I mean, you know. What's up? It's hard when you're sitting here doing an episode with two nut jobs. (laughs) (laughs) What's your favorite kind of Halloween candy bar? A nutter butter? A nutter butter. A nutter butter. No. <laughs> What's those nut rages? Is that what they're called? <laughs> Isn't there, no, there... you're nut rages. <laughs> God. <laughs> so I want to see. Um... Not in here. <laughs> Not in honey. <laughs> Not in honey. There's one. Yeah, it's nut rage. It's uh, nut rages. Do you guys feel like we've um, educated anyone about anything that has to do with Halloween? (laughs) (laughs) Just know that you can scare the shit out of people legally that night. (laughs) And it's all good. You can make them go nuts. Yeah. yeah. Halloween divination. So the moral, uh, get out there and, and do some divination on Halloween if you want to know what your future holds. Collect your nuts. And go burn them. What's everyone's favorite Halloween movie? Not the franchise Halloween. I mean, you can include, uh, include that, but what do you... Does what it do you... have to be about Halloween, or can it just be like a scary movie? All right, we can go with... Oh, let's do... Okay, let's do... What do is you like favorite? how I had to clarify this before mm-hmm. I answered the question? This is a very big question. It needs to be very, like, narrowed down. I know. Does it have to have, like, specific one, references to Halloween? One horror movie... Oh, no, it's horror-based. Horror-based... Well, scary. We are talking about Halloween. We're not talking about Easter. Okay. One that you are allowed to take with you on an island. Oh, I don't want any of them. Well, you, you're allowed to bring one in for the game. What would you bring? Um, well, I can tell you that the scariest mo- Halloween movie I've ever seen is the original Nightmare on Elm Street, but that's because I saw it when I was like nine. <laughs> A lot of people had that effect. Yep. Yeah. That movie literally scared the crap out of me for like ever. It left a mark. But my favorite Halloween movie, Practical Magic. Mm-hmm. I would take that because I would watch it over and over again because I have many times already. And it's Halloweeny based. It's fine. So, so if we're going with just scary, not necessarily revolving around Halloween. You can go with Halloween. You can go with scary, but let's stay within the theme. I answered of it being as a two-part question. Yeah, you can answer that as a two-part if you want to do a Halloween movie and a scary movie. We want nothing but the truth. Nothing but the truth. Nothing, honey. Um, Evil Dead. Ooh, yeah. That's a good one. The original. So both parts of that is just the Evil Dead. The Evil Dead. Mm-hmm. Okay, so my... My, uh... Didn't you see that live? The play? I saw the musical like mm-hmm. eight times. Was this in Toronto or the one over here? I saw it in Toronto, Buffalo, and Las Vegas. Nice. And each time it kept getting better? It varied. Wow. Um, Trick or Treat. Not the original Trick or Treat movie, but the new one where it has like three stories wrapped in one. I was thinking of that one. With the little boy with a knapsack over the head. And he goes from storyline to storyline. He's supposed to be like the spirit of Halloween or something. He's the spirit of Halloween, which is really cool. So check it out. And the other probably the horror movie I'd have to take is 1978 um, Dawn of the Dawn of the Dead. 
That was one of the first movies that got me into horror, right next to The Evil Dead. I remember getting that on VHS. Oh, see, and that's why you guys are friends. We're going to go to Niagara Falls Comic Con in June of 2019 and meet Bruce Campbell. Bruce. Who is that? Star of Evil Dead. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Should I just not go with you guys? Because if I just walk up to him and go, I've never seen your movie and don't know who you are, but I'm here to take a picture. Um, He'd probably yeah. ask you for $100 or more first. <laughs> I don't know. Right. <laughs> Yeah, that's a little. So much. Yeah. But I guess if you're not making movies anymore, you got to still eke out a living somehow, right? Oh, yeah. Well, they took off Ash and Ash versus Dead. Yeah. They just couldn't pull it together. Well, that's what happens when they play it in friggin' February instead of around Halloween. Are you going to attempt to drink an empty beer? You know what I think that means? I'm nuts. Well, besides that, if we're out of beer, I think it's the end of the show. I think so, too. I'm good with it. Jeff, you got any closing thoughts about Halloween? Mm. Anything else we haven't touched about? It needs to be scarier. (laughs) All right. Halloween in general needs to be darker. We need to get this, uh, what was the guy, the house, the haunted house guy, that waterboards people? McCary. McKinney. Yeah, McKinney. 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 Was he down in Tennessee? McDonald. No, he's not in Tennessee. Ronald. Russ. Russ. Ronald McDonald. His name is Russ. Russ. I have a, I have like a little telescope of Ronald McDonald that you like a free toy that you would get like in a Happy Meal. Yeah, and it's older, and you open it up and you look in there and it's a picture of Ronald McDonald, but he looks scary as shit. I think I'm going to have a protest next year. For? For people dressing their dachshunds up as hot dogs on a religious holiday. Yeah, it's not necessary. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to dress the chupacabra up. As a I'm dog? Gonna, I'm going to reclaim mm-hmm. Halloween for its true intended purpose. Mm-hmm. How many um, cults out there do you think for Halloween will be doing like these... Sacred, like. Why are they cults? Something, something. You mean covens? Covens, cults, whatever. Oh my god, no, not whatever. It's <laughs> the same thing. That is so not the same thing. Twenty, whatever it takes. <laughs> potato, potato. <laughs> tomato, tomato. I can't even talk anymore about that. That's uh, so disturbing. <laughs> well, you know these groups get out there and do these seances and want to like reach the devil and pull them up on. I don't know anyone that, that wants to do that. Um, who wants to reach the devil? Because you have to believe in the devil to try to reach the devil, first of all. Okay, so now we're going the zombie route. Where I mean, we're maybe there's hairs. satanic. Maybe there's satanic. Yeah, we mean satanic. You know, groups out there. You want to offer up the chickens or the soul of babies or whatever the hell it is. <laughs> all of the above. <laughs> does this shit really happen out there? Oh, yeah. If it, it really does, happens. Please send us an email. How do we not? Fairy <laughs> <laughs> Bible podcast. I'm, I'm guaranteeing they're probably not doing it on Halloween though, because um, they probably have their own sets of days and rituals and things like that. If they're serious about it, I mean, I'm sure there's people out there trying to commune with the spirits on Halloween because it because is Halloween. Is, the veil is thinner, is what a lot of people think. Is the veil really that thin? I mean, we kind of touched on it that the night does feel different. 
But isn't that something we can make up in our head because commercialism has pretty much shoved it down our throats that we're supposed to be scared? Absolutely, but there is some planetary significance to Halloween. Like they call it like a cross quarter day because it's like halfway through an equinox and I mean there is like some relevant information as to why it does fall on when it does. We just don't know that. Well, I could tell you that, but it's probably not very relevant to many people. <laughs> I don't know. I think we should have Halloween Halloween like once a quarter. I think it should be a yeah. week long celebration like Hanukkah. All right. Yeah. Week long? Yeah. Or make it like four months like Christmas is. You get treats on every every yeah. day for a week. Where do we sign up? Mandatory Halloween movies. Nice. I think the lead up to Halloween too is kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. Well, as soon as we can keep going with this. Well, we we're could. At 53 minutes. <laughs> I think we're good. I think we have to just know when to say what. Just let it go. <laughs> oh, nuts. All right. So, um, if you enjoyed this episode and made it through, um, Congratulations. You're not drunk yeah. yet or bored or tuned out or have fallen asleep at the wheel. We're stoned. Thanks for listening. And, uh, yeah. And we only did this episode because it's Halloween time. We had to come back on Halloween. We did. But we're back now. Yeah. So be prepared for more, more you know, Illuminati. Zombies. Dogs in trench coats. Bigfoot sightings. Oh, I got I got info on that, by the way. I'll tell you guys after we're done. All right. So, I mean, you know, we're back in the group now. I got episode ideas. And if always you guys ever have any questions, ideas, topics that you want discussed, you can reach out to us via... Everywhere. Uh, Facebook? Spotify. Well, no, that's where they listen to Spotify. Terrible oh. at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. Prone.org. Prone.org. Prone, sure. P-R-O hyphen N-E dot org. Hiffen. <laughs> Hoofen. Dash. The hoofins are loose. You're such a nut. <laughs> <laughs> um, so get yeah. out there, trick or treat, get some full-size candy bars. And see some weird shit. Watch some scary movies. Yes. And don't dress your dachshunds as hot dogs. Nope. Do it. <laughs> oh, that was a pause for music. Pause for music. <laughs>